You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, June the 1st of 2021. Made it to another month. Happy June, everybody. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Talking to you after a, like I mentioned in my Lockdown Now video on LO underscore Cardinals Twitter account real and Instagram account, a real frustrating loss for the Redbirds last night. They fought to the Dodgers 9-4 to in what was, or at least what felt like a close game for a while. And then that 6th and 8th inning kind of did the Cardinals in and they really weren't able to keep pace with the Dodgers. And it's hard to keep pace with the Dodgers, a lineup of that magnitude, and I'll talk about that. But it's been a real... It was just a frustrating night. I, you know, I I tend to use that word a lot with this 2021 team. But last night was another installment of that frustration. And it, it, it started out pretty well. Flaherty looked good, so we'll talk about Flaherty as well. But just a real frustrating night. And, um, no, we're probably starting to see where this team is a little weak. Um, or where this team needs to make some improvements and or both. So we'll, we'll talk about all that and more in today's show. Uh, before I go any further, I want to tell you, to make sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to tell your smart device to play Locked on Cardinals. If you have one, and today we are brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to head over to rockauto.com and let them know that Locked on sent you. Rock, Rock Auto, our title sponsor today. So let, let's talk about this bullpen. Did some research. I tweeted these out, but in case you missed it, I'm going to tell you. Uh, Instagram as well. This bullpen. Let's look at guys not named Giovanni Gagos, Genesis Cabrera, and Alex Reyes. And Cabrera, he struggled yesterday. I get that. But let's look outside of those three. Ryan Helsley, 21 and a third innings pitch. Desiree is 6.75, a war of 0.1. Not great numbers. He intends to leave runners on base 59%. That's not bad, but. Walking 15.2%, not great. Jake Woodford, 13 innings pitched, ERA 3.46, not terrible, not terrible. Um, we'll, we're going to skip over Jordan Hicks because he's not on the roster right now, but just so you know, he does have an ERA north of five and a fielding independent pitching north of four. Seth Ellis in five innings, his ERA 7.2. I'm still high on him, but he's not pitching very well. Junior Fernandez, he's had a couple of good outings recently. But overall, five and two-thirds of an innings pitched in an ERA north of four. Cody Whitley, 10 and a third innings pitched. His walk rate, 15.2%. Forgot to mention Fernandez is 17.4%. Ponce de Leon, I think his numbers aren't really indicative of how he's pitching. I like Ponce more than his numbers show. His walk rate is the lowest of anybody that I've mentioned so far, at 9.8%. Tyler Webb, 15 and a third innings pitched. His walk rate is a blistering 20.2%. And his ERA is north of 12, fielding independent pitching north of 5, expected FIP north of 7. Andrew Miller expect to get him back. But overall, the ERA among relief pitchers in the Cardinals staff, 4.39. And I was really high on this bullpen. I thought this bullpen would be a big strength of this team, and so far that has not proven to be the case, at least recently. Uh, I think that this is really a big sign of overusage. Um, you know, they're not being used as much as they were in the beginning of the season because the starting pitching has turned it around for the most part. But the problem for me is coming with inherited runners. Uh, tweeted this out. This is according to baseballreference.com. 
Cardinal bullpen or Cardinal relief pitchers has allowed 46% of its inherited runners to score. That is second worst in Major League Baseball, only to the Twins at 66 point, or 66%. The league average is 36%. And the big problem with me, not only is that percentage, but they have the most inherited runners at 113. Inherited runner, for those who don't know, is basically when a reliever comes in and there are already runners on base. So when Cabrera came in with runners on base yesterday from Helsley, those were inherited runners. So the earned runs were charged to Helsley, but the inherited runners that scored were charged to Genesis Cabrera. Now, the, the runners that he allowed to score after he'd already came in. Um, so both of them came on to score yesterday. Uh, Seth Elledge also allowed an inherited runner to score. Um, another one that, that's kind of shocking, and I mentioned the, the usage isn't as high as I probably would have thought. Only the 16th most innings at 190 and two-thirds of an inning, but they have the most walks of any bullpen at 123. And again, those are according to the splits on baseballreference.com. The other numbers I gave you um, individually are from fan graphs. Um, so this, this bullpen is, is struggling right now. And I really thought that guys performed better. I thought Helsey would be better. I thought Elledge would be better. I thought Whitley would be better. I was kind of still somewhat, you know, looking, looking at it now for some reason, holding out hope that Tyler Webb would be better. He has not been, and the Cardinals have struggled to get really any reliable innings other than Gallegos, Cabrera, and Reyes. Let's look at those two right now. Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes have the top three K percentages among the relievers. They have the three lowest ERAs of anybody with significant um, innings, anybody more than five innings. Oviedo has the lowest at zero, but that was because of one relief appearance. And they have the, the three highest wars on the team among bullpen relievers, according to fan graphs. So those three have been lights out. Obviously, not every night. Cabrera struggled last night. We're starting to see a little bit of wear and tear. But this bullpen has not been the strength that I thought it was going to be. And a big part of that is the walks. I mean, they're, they're walking... Uh, the St. Louis relievers are walking 14.6% of the batter's face. Or 14.6% walk rate, I should say. Not good. And when this bullpen struggles, that, that's not good because if, if the pitching staff can't hold a lead or can't keep it close, this offense, you know, at times can, can struggle to score runs. I mean, we saw Carlson drive a baseball. We saw O'Neill. We actually saw Justin Williams drive a baseball, which was really nice to see. But, you know, this lineup is nowhere close to being as deep as the Dodgers lineup. And you could argue no lineup is. <laughs> I understand that. But the, the fact of the matter remains this bullpen is struggling, and this bullpen needs to be better. Uh, finishing up the point on pitching, Jack Flaherty looked phenomenal yesterday. Holy cow, did he look good. Five innings, got tagged with two home runs, both of them on heaters. But he struck out nine in those five innings. He did walk one, but he probably looked as sharp as he has in a while. I think that, you know, he he's a guy that, can either be really on or really off, or not really, really off, but either really on or just really close, I guess I should say. And he was really on yesterday. You know, I, I really think that he had one of his better starts based just based on stuff uh, yesterday against the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was unfortunate that he had to lead due to injury. It was really, really, really unfortunate that he had to leave due to injury that he suffered while at the plate. I've been slow to the train to saying, yes, go for Universal DH. 
and this might be a little biased, but if we have starting pitchers getting hurt at the plate, which we've had in the past, I'm not saying this is an epidemic now just because Flirty got hurt, but that's a big reason for me to get the universal DH in here and get it in here now. We just can't have high leverage pitchers, or any pitchers for that matter, um, being, being hurt at the plate. Flaherty's fastball, I thought yesterday looked really good. 21 swings, 5 whiffs on the fastball, averaged about 95 miles per hour. Just looked really sharp. Threw it 35 times yesterday, according to baseball uh, savant. rather. Um, I mean, he was throwing it harder than he has. He was throwing everything harder than he usually does, except for his sinker, which he threw twice. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, there's really not, not much else to say other than Flaherty, excuse me, Flaherty looked really good yesterday, and it was unfortunate to see him leave. Because I think if he stays in the game, I'm not saying that the Cardinals win for sure if he stays in the game, but I feel really, really a lot better with Flaherty staying in that game, pitching as good as he was, versus a bullpen who had to rush now to get in because of, you know, uh oh, last second, got to go type of thing. So, is what it is. This bullpen. Might, might, need, might need a rest. <laughs> might need a couple complete games by the pitchers um, to get a rest and to keep going. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but th- this bullpen not cutting it right now. So take a quick break and talk offense. Um, talk about some guys that I'm still really high on. And hey, Justin Williams hit a home run. How about that? So talk about the offense and then I'll preview the next matchup, which is coming up tonight, coming up here in just a moment. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for just making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant Karma Cash will be added to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up and start winning instant karma. That is creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Credit Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. RockAuto.com is our title sponsor today, and they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their hide you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The offense yesterday had a tall task, facing off against Trevor Bauer, and they were only able to muster five hits. 
all of them coming against Trevor Bauer, ironically, as Gonzalez, Jones, and, and Bickford came in with two and a third perfect innings, striking out two Cardinals. I said on the Locked On crossover yesterday, or two days ago, I guess, with on Monday, no, it was, it was yesterday, Monday, with uh, Jeff Snyder, part one of the hosts of Locked On Dodgers, that the key to the Cardinals' success, if they were going to have any success, was going to be not striking out. And I would consider striking out only five times against Trevor Bauer in six and two-thirds of an inning. I would consider that a major, major success, considering he now has 96 strikeouts and 76 in the third innings. I mean, that's, I don't know about you, but that's pretty darn good. It's a lot of strikeouts. So for, for them to only strike out five times was, was, was huge for a guy with, with Trevor Bauer's stuff. And I won my bet against Jeff Snyder at Snydog on Twitter saying that O'Neill would not hit a ball fair. Not only did he hit a ball fair that was just a ground out to third, he also hit a mammoth shot that somehow stayed fair down the left field line in the um, seventh inning for his 12th of the year. That was a bomb. Uh, two other home runs the Cardinals hit. All their home runs coming via the home run yesterday. Dylan Carlson is looking a lot better at the dish, driving the baseball more. He went one for four, uh, two runs driven, and he did not strike out yesterday, which was a welcome sight. You know who else didn't strike out yesterday? Justin Williams. We know who had two hits yesterday? Justin Williams. You know who had a home run yesterday? Justin Williams. I was never equating Justin Williams and Lane Thomas. I was, I've always said that Lane Thomas is not a capable major league right fielder at this time. I think that Justin Williams is just in a rut because he has shown that he has hit across all the levels that he's played at. Justin Williams, like I said, was just in a rut. He's been making solid contact as of late and finally was able to put one over the wall. I don't know if it actually landed in the seats because I know it went off the foul pole. But finally able to hit a home run. He's still three for his last 22. And not saying this makes Justin Williams the savior and he's the right fielder of the future by any stretch of the imagination. But it's nice to say that at least Williams can make a little contact. Lane Thomas did come in and strike out again yesterday. Uh, I wasn't terribly upset with pulling Matt Carpenter, putting in Lane Thomas for a lefty, but I also wasn't thrilled at all. If that makes any sense, like I get it, lefty-lefty, but I... I would still rather see Carpenter in that situation. I don't know. Maybe call me crazy. But nevertheless, for, for me, the, the, moment, the momentum of the Cardinal offense kind of stalled because they were hitting the ball hard off of Bauer, I thought, all night. Um, Edmund had a leadoff double, and then he gets thrown out at third base. Uh, after review, I thought it was the correct call. To call him out, slid off the bag just to, just to touch. And when his left hand went for the bag, actually ended up making contact with Justin Turner's glove. I didn't mind the aggressiveness of Mike Schultz to send Edmund there. If Schultz indeed uh, did send Edmund, maybe Edmund ran on his own. I didn't mind that. You know, I like being aggressive. Uh, was it a little early? Maybe with, with, with three, four do up Goldschmidt, Arnado, but Goldschmidt has been struggling. Maybe you, you jumpstart him a little bit. Goldschmidt went over three yesterday with the walk. His OPS has dipped down to 700 or below 700. I should say it's at 695. So, yeah, people were kind of upset that Edmund stole. I, I wasn't too upset about it. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It But then again, play devil's advocate, if Edmund doesn't slide off the base, and you have runner on third base with one out, or if replay didn't exist, and you have runner on third base with less than two outs, and Goldschmidt are not up. Feeling pretty good about your chances there, for the most part. I mean, obviously, Cardinals have had their struggles with that this year. But, yeah, other than... 
Carlson, O'Neal, and Williams, not a whole lot of offense. Uh, Edmund did have a double, but Molina, Goldschmidt, Arenado combined for 0 for 10, uh, 0 for 4 nights for Arenado, or 0 for 11, excuse me, 0 for 4 nights with Arenado and Molina, and an 0 for 3 with a walk for Goldschmidt. Sosa 0 for 3, he's really cooled off, which, you know, like I said, I expected him. Like, everybody expected him to cool off a bit. So, offensively, you know, I'm not going to go as far to say that the Cardinals need Bader back. Um, but you really got to ask yourself, who, who would you rather roll with? Bader in center field with Carlson and Wright or Carlson in center, Williams and or Thomas and Wright? I'm probably going Bader. I think the outfield defense is a touch better with Bader. And Bader, you know, he started to struggle a little bit before he got hurt, but he was swinging the bat for the most part, for the most part, pretty well there. And I think Bader's a better talent than Justin Williams, um, at least at this time. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. Uh, this offense needs a jolt. Maybe the Cardinals do need Paul DeYoung back because Sosa has made some spectacular plays. Sosa has made some incredible moments. He's played very well um, at, at shortstop. You know, I, I, I'm still in the state of mind that maybe he should maybe start when he, when he when, uh, DeYoung gets back. I was never so much to go... Um, go so far as to say Edmundo Sosa is the shortstop of the future. Never said that. Um, but Sosa is 4 for 24 in his last seven games with uh, just four punch outs. Not terrible, but uh, just, just four singles um, in those. Or four, 4 for 24 um, with, with a run score, two runs driven in in his last seven games. So then you got to start to wonder okay, was it just a fluke? Was he just making hard contact? What was it actually? So maybe Sosa. Maybe DeYoung should start over Sosa. Who knows? Uh, but Sosa did has proved very serviceable. I will say that. He has proved very serviceable in DeYoung's absence. Um, and you couldn't ask for a, a whole lot more. You could ask for more in the last seven games. But on the whole, uh, it's been hard to ask for more. She's hitting 293 and on base of 414. You know, slugging's a little bit low at 379. But for the most part, like I said, Sosa has delivered. So this offense just right now isn't doesn't have the capability, in my mind, to keep up with... You know, an offense even close to the Dodgers. Like I said, it's going to be hard for anybody to keep up with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But right now, it's hard for the Cardinal offense to keep up with really anybody. Um, they get off to hot starts, and then they, they just seem to cool off. Um, obviously, yesterday, they got hot in the mid to late innings. But in Arizona, they got hot and cooled off for the most part. So, five hits isn't going to do it. it it's just not. You know, I was happy with the five hits they got off of Bauer. I thought that looked really good against Trevor Bauer. But still, five hits overall is not going to do it. They had one at-bat with runners in scoring position. They went 0-for-1 in that at-bat. They only left two runners on base the whole night. Just not going to cut it. And like I said, this bullpen struggled yesterday. Cabrera struggled for the first time in a while. Ponce de Leon struggled as well. But Seth Elledge was able to get an out. So that'll do it for kind of the recap my thoughts. But just to kind of you know finish the point, you know maybe the Cardinals do see... you know. At their best, here's what I'm saying. At their best, all of these people, all these starters right now, I think could be really solid talents. But the problem is you're not getting their best. So you got to wonder when Bader comes back, hopefully in the next week and a half or so, um, that we, we, we get enough sample size for the Cardinals to say, okay, we're going to stick with Bader or, or not. We're going to trade him. Same thing with DeYoung. I think we've seen enough from O'Neal to think that the Cardinals are going to stick with O'Neal. He's hitting 270 right now. 
He's got 12 home runs and 122 at-bats. His on-base is 302. That's a little low, but the slugging makes up for it. Um, He's slugging at a blistering 623 right now. So, you know, it's just tough because O'Neill hasn't played, you know, he's only played 35 games. So he hasn't really gotten a full one-third of the season yet. But I still think that he's played well enough to say, okay, the Cardinals are going to roll with him, at least for this year, because he doesn't need to hit 270 to be a successful Major League Baseball player with the amount of power he has. He needs to probably hit about 250, 260, and he'll be just fine. I'd like to see him draw a few more walks. I get that. But I think O'Neill has shown enough to say, at least for the Cardinals, okay, we're going to continue to roll with you for at least this year. And you got to ask yourself, has Bader done that? Has DeYoung done that? Um you know, those are probably the two offensive positions or two offensive players that I look to for the Cardinals to kind of really think about, and are they going to trade them this year? Um, I, I've said going into this year that this is a make-or-break year for O'Neal, DeYoung, and Bader. And so far, O'Neal has lived up to the hype, or at least stepped up to the challenge, I guess is the better way to phrase that. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I definitely think the Cardinals are going to need some bullpen pieces come come July, and maybe they use the upside of the bullpen to say, hey, you can take these bullpen, you can take these minor leaguers. Um but we will, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So one more break. I'll talk a little bit about Matthew Libertor and his outing in the uh, Olympic, uh, not Olympic trials, but Olympic qualifying, I guess you would say, and then give my thoughts on the matchup coming up tonight. So all that and more coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. That's right, all of it. Baseball season is in full swing. We are into June now. You can check all the action at Bet Online. You get all the latest news, odds, and infos for all your sporting needs. Not just MLB, you can also get UFC, MMA action, and the Stanley Cup playoffs and NBA playoffs as well. So before the next pitch tonight, head over to Bet Online and your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that welcome bonus by entering the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Once again, Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. those who are unaware, uh, you're allowed to be on the Olympic roster for Team USA if you are not already on a major league roster. Um, And Matthew Libertor is not on a major league roster. So, therefore, he's eligible to be on the Olympic roster. Seems pretty logical, right? Um, So, Matthew Libertor pitched five innings yesterday um, as USA beat Nicaragua 7-1. Uh, just one run allowed for Matthew Libertor. I tweeted out a video of him. His curveball looked absolutely filthy. Um, maybe Matthew Libertor is a starter that the Cardinals could use a little bit later on. Who knows? Uh, maybe Libertor can be a, a, a reliever that the Cardinals can use a little bit later on. Once again, who knows? But it was really nice to see him get some results, not in just minor leagues, but in um, some... You know, some worldly as well. So tonight, John Gant versus David Price, bullpen game for the Dodgers. David Price is, yes, a bullpen arm. He was almost a Cardinal. They, like we all remember that before he signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think there's some story of him like going to sleep thinking he's a Cardinal. And then the next morning, Boston calling him and being like, hey, you need to be a Red Sox. And he was like, okay. Or something like that, some story like that. Um, but in 11 games for David Price, he's got a 3-3-1 ERA. He's 1-0 with two 
or one save rather, 16 and a third innings pitched. If you look at the game logs, his longest outing is two and two thirds, and he did that last Saturday against the Giants in the other bullpen game for the Dodgers, so I would not look for Price to go more than three. I think three is probably his cap. David Price has not given up a run in his last uh, four appearances dating back to April 25th, so he's not given up a run in May. Six and two-thirds of an inning, but still. Um, and then you, you look at the other side, and it's John Gant. Um, he had a one three seven ERA and four starts in May, but he's only gone six innings once in his nine outings. Um, he went five scoreless against the White Sox in his last time out. I was at that game. Still just struggles with control. Only 35 strikeouts and 44 and two-thirds of an inning, but he's got 31 walks in that 44 and two-thirds of an inning. So similar to Bauer needing control yesterday, like Jeff Snyder said, it's pretty simple. John Gant needs some control. He needs some longevity because the bullpen was taxed yesterday having to go four innings. Cabrera's done for today, most likely. I'd be shocked if he pitched today. John Gant needs to go six. He just does. I mean, at some point, going four to five innings with three to four walks, giving up zero runs, zero to one runs, still isn't going to cut it, even from a five starter. From a five starter, you need five to six innings. He's been going four to five. He needs, in my opinion, a win tonight for John Gannis, him going six solid innings. Needs to walk less than two, and it's going to be tough because this Dodger lineup is a patient one, is a lethal one, is a deadly one. They take their walks, they take their pitches, they make pitchers work. This is probably a nightmare scenario for Cardinal fans. For the for the Cardinals, I should say. Because this Dodger lineup is good, and they don't just hit everything, they, they take what they need to take. They take their walks, they get on base, they drive up pitch counts, and that's not good for John Gant. So... We, we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. I, I really think that this is a start that John Gant needs to be at his best for the Cardinals to win. And if he's not, then I have a hard time believing the Cardinals are going to win, and then they're going to go in trying to avoid the sweep tomorrow against Walker Buehler, which is already a tough enough task to beat Walker Buehler, let alone beat him, um, beat him trying to stay off a sweep. So Cardinals, for the first time since early May, are out of first place. They are... Uh, 30 and 24, half a game out of Chicago. The Cubs keep on winning. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10. Um, Cubs run differential has jumped up to 32. Cardinals are even at 233 and 233. 7 and 13 against teams above 500. Makes you wonder is, is this is this team really capable of making a deep run? I still say yes. Improvements to be made, absolutely, but I still say yes. So, John Gant, like I said, needs to be at his best tonight for the Cardinals to win, in my opinion. And the offense needs to do what they can against the bullpen of the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's all I got before I let you go. I do want to tell you that after you're done listening to me, listen to Locked On Today. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with this podcast. Today, they're talking about what is causing fans to act like idiots. At sporting events. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast, Locked On Cardinals, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. I'll be talking to you tomorrow, hopefully, about a Redbird winner. But until I talk to you again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.